This is Eric. And this is Tess. And you're listening to Same Team, y'all. You know, people were just putting some kind of herb in their, like, tea or something before the the lozenge was even invented. And he's like, do you ever think about that? Do you think about the beauty, the majesty of the lozenge right now? Listeners, I'm going to be moving in right down the street from Tess. Yay! Every day, every morning I'm coming by, I'm going to be knocking on that window. <laughs> I'm going to knock on that window, but like, hey, Tess, hey, Brett. What are you guys up to today? <laughs> what are you saying? What are you guys up to? Morning, Brett. Wake up with a foot massager. Be massaging Brett's feet. But I'm called Kids Are Customers Too, or as I like to call it, CAC Two. I was, I was at CAC Two. Um, KAC Two. Hey, I was at KAC Two. Um, but I was not. Think about uh, two things. Things that are important things that are not important because I think sometimes it's very easy to get those things mixed up right yes. the, you can ask me whenever you, you can ask me whenever you want huh? you want to ask me right now uh, I'll ask you later yeah, you, you want to ask right now no I'll ask you later hey friends Hey everybody! Uh, my name's Eric. My name is Tess. And you are listening to Same Team, y'all. This is a podcast where two librarian best friends talk about stuff we're loving, <laughs> tales from our wonderful libraries, and life lessons that we've learned along the way. We do this to remind everyone, including ourselves from time to time, right. that despite our differences in beliefs or appearance or um, anything or our opinions, uh, that we are all fundamentally on the same team. What are you drinking over there, Miss Tess? Uh, I got an empty mug here. Let's clink it. <laughs> clink. <laughs> I always think that it, I, I don't believe in luck, but I feel like in some cultures that would be bad luck. Oh, is it bad luck here? I'll fill it back up. Again. Well, it's filled with a what is that? A fork? There's a, cu- there's a spoon. In there's it. a spoon in it, so it's it's not an empty cup. <laughs> Uh, I'm li- I am drinking uh, delicious Twinnings herbal tea. It's lemon ginger because I've had a, a bit of an itchy throat today. So uh, I've got all my throat lozenges lined up. I'm looking at them. I've got five now pre-wrapped. Like they are pre-unwrapped. They are opened up and sitting over here. So hopefully you won't hear too much of me uh uh, crinkling my lozenges, and you're getting your tea ready. I'm getting some tea. We're uh, it's that time of year, everybody. It's tea and lozenge time. <laughs> it's so nice. We just got back from walking your dog Rosie, didn't we? Yeah, in the cold rain. <laughs> we did. Well, I liked it. I thought it was nice. You know, I don't get to see Rosie too often, and I had my hat on because I don't like. Uh, uh, well, I, I didn't want my head to get cold, and it was just like a nice little. A nice little, I wouldn't say saunter, a stroll. A stroll. You and I strolling with Rosie. It was a good time. The wind at our backs. <laughs> the, um, I don't think we have any updates at the beginning of this cat episode, do we? Do. That's fine. And, yeah. a, and a surprising uh, update-less ca- uh, podcast. Well, you know, I spent a large part of my life being dateless. So <laughs> <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it's understandable that now I'm un-updateless. <laughs> Um, I think I do have a quote from you, though, right? Yeah. That you brought up. Uh, for new listeners, we always have a quote of the episode, and we alternate. This one is Tess's. Want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen to it. 
Well, you've listened to it before. I, I have. <laughs> There's a story about a meditation student. He goes to his teacher and he says, Master, my meditation is horrible. I feel so distracted. I keep falling asleep and my legs ache. The teacher says, mm, it will pass. One week later, the student goes back to the teacher. He says, Master, Master, my, my meditation is amazing. I, I feel so aware. So connected, so at peace. The master, he looks at him and says, hmm. it will pass. Whatever you're going through in life, remember, it will pass. During the bad times, know that they will pass. Know that the darkest part of the night is just before dawn. And during the good times, know that they too will pass, so stop. Smell the flowers, feel the breeze, enjoy the snow, because they too will pass. Peace. Oh boy, Tess. Oh, I boy. thought you'd like did that you pick, one. Did you pick that one just for me? I did, because yeah? I know you like meditation. Uh, and well, here's here's how I picked this yeah, one. Yeah. I um uh I was looking for some quotes and um this uh this particular person is he's got a YouTube channel. His name is uh, on YouTube is Prince EA. Yeah, I'm looking right at yeah. him. Yeah, okay. And uh he's got a YouTube channel and he did a really uh really cool poem that I like and he does a YouTube video where he recites his poem and the poem is called I am not black you are not white and it's all about labels oh that we that we place on each other and how those labels are really limiting us from understanding each other and from getting to know each other and from uh, relating to one another and uh, I really liked that poem, but it was like four or five minutes long. And so I didn't want to use it for our inspirational quote. So I started going through his uh, YouTube channel and I found he has a lot of these uh, these videos where he's just talking to the camera and he's imparting, you know, uh, little uh, bits of wisdom. And uh, this one about... Uh, a meditation teacher really stuck out yeah, to me because yeah. I was like, in a way, Eric is a meditation teacher. And so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he will relate to the story. Now, have you heard that story before? I have. You yeah. have. Okay. I was, I was, while we were listening to it, I was gesturing to you. I thought he was going to tell a different story about okay. a, about a meditation teacher. But uh, I think I've, I've watched his video of that poem you've mentioned before. Oh, yeah. Because I think that kind of went you? viral for a while. It did. It and, did. And so I've seen that, but I hadn't seen anything else by him. I should also mention for, for our listeners that the video, he's like sitting in the snow. He is. And it's very, in this like, one, yeah. it's very majestic. Yeah, the snow's coming down. It's blowing down. He's holding the snow in his hand. And, you know, that's probably uncomfortable, but it, it will pass, right? Right. So good. I, I liked his channel a lot. He, um, I, I like some of his videos more than others. Um, and there's one video where he sort of addresses this that like some people like some of his videos more than others where he reads mean comments that people have left on his oh. videos um but he you know he takes them in stride and he kind of laughs at himself yeah, he's embracing the, it yeah. yeah through the comments like one of them is someone wrote cringy af and he was like you know what some of my videos are kind of cringy <laughs> Well, we were, uh, for for our friendly listeners, um, before Tess and I started recording today, I spoke, what, for five minutes? 
about the beauty of unwrapping a throat lozenger. Or longer. Or longer. <laughs> or longer. Tess, could you could you just for just for fun, describe from your perspective what was that conversation like? Well, so Eric And set it so so I'm gonna set the stage. Yeah, set the stage for I'm us. I'm gonna set please. the stage. Yeah. Eric came over to record podcasts with me today. We're gonna record this podcast and record our other podcast, Seem Peaks Y'all, which is the podcast where Eric and I talk about the classic 90s television show, Twin Peaks. Of course. We watch episodes of Twin Peaks and talk about them. <laughs> um, you know, if you'd like to join us on that one, you yeah. can go and uh, subscribe to Seem Peaks Y'all. So we're getting ready to record and Eric is pulling out these throat lozenges and I'm like, oh, do you have an itchy throat today? And he's like, yeah. And he's just unwrapping one after another, after another, <laughs> setting them aside, just the like army of little lozenges waiting because <laughs> well, I wanted you know I wanted them to be unwrapped. and I said I said what are you doing why are you getting out and he said well I don't want to be unwrapping them while we're recording and I mm-hmm. thought oh that's very hashtag profesh of you actually you know because we <laughs> this podcast is for funsies and freezies chillsville yeah the, this is we're at the chillsville we're also at the zone of no judging right you know, these right. are things that we are so we don't um always you know take into account like right now I'm I'm pouring honey into my tea. You might be able to hear it. We have a very yeah. powerful microphone. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as considerate as Eric. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I would rather you. What kind of tea did you choose? You... I, I have the same tea as oh. you. I got a le- lemon ginger, but I wanted to put a little You're honey. You're squeezing in there. a lot of delicious honey in yeah. there. That's nice. Yeah, this little um, my little honey bear is getting squeezed. I think he's toward the end of his little honey life. He's only oh, got man. a little bit of honey left. The last of it. He's like, Tess, this is my last bit. <laughs> this is for you. Thank you, Nugget. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, he, he's he got this little army of lozenges out here that he's unwrapped, <laughs> pre-unwrapped so that they don't disturb the TV show. And then he's, or excuse me, our podcast about a TV show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he then he starts talking about the lozenges. <laughs> he's like, He's like, man, if you think about it. These lozenges, man. Like, like he's like, where did I get them? Like, first I got them from my bag because my wife put them there because she didn't want me to have an itchy throat, which was very sweet. Totally he's like, sweet. He's like, but then they came from a store, and how did they get to the store? They probably were in some distribution facility, and then how did they get there? They came from some warehouse, and how did they get there? Someone had to invent the lozenge, and before that. You know, people were just putting some kind of herb in their, like, tea or something before the the lozenge was even invented. And he's like, do you ever think about that? Do you think about the beauty, the majesty of the lozenge right now? And, and Tess, I legit was starting to tear up, wasn't was, I? I remember you handed right. me my tissues. I know. Well, I, I ran out of tissues, so I just got, like, a roll of toilet paper I will out, use toilet paper. <laughs> out of the bathroom. It's an unused roll of toilet paper. Um... Just waiting for uh, moments. Because I know that Eric is an emotional guy and sometimes he becomes overcome. Um, Sometimes, I mean oftentimes, oftentimes he's overcome by his emotions while we're podcasting. And I want him to have um, some soft tissue to wipe away his tears. Um, But yeah, man, we were talking about lozenges and he was like, I could do this with anything. We could talk about anything. It's so, so it's one of those, like, we have this podcast, we're having fun, right? (laughs) But like if you look at it and it's I know we I know like I don't know if we say this, but this is the thing I, I think of and like if you're looking into like meditation there's overlaps there, like Buddhist philosophy, like every moment is 
awe-inspiring, right? Like this, I know. I'm, and I, so, so now. listeners, listeners, okay? I swore to Tess, I said I was talking about the lozengers before we recorded to get it out of my system. And we're, we're like, but I was just and saying. Now like, we've cycled back to the lozengers. To, to record this, I mean, this microphone was invented, right? And it was invented by people that had to learn about all these sound waves and how microphones work from all these other people. They were all born who all had parents. And that's just one part. Like we, we there were what, 500 million podcasts? And you, and I'm pointing out the microphone, you guys listeners, our friends, you've picked this podcast out of 500 million to listen to, right? Think of all the things that had to line up. This microphone being made, you and I being born, you and I coming here, this laptop, this audacity, who invented audacity? All of these things had to be lined up for this one moment of us listening to this podcast together. How crazy is that? Is That's crazy. insane. And I mentioned this earlier when we were walking Rosie. It's actually, I keep saying how crazy is that. I should stop saying that. Because it's not crazy that those things are true. It's crazy that we don't realize we don't think it. think about it. Not at yeah. all. You know? And I've gotten my... my, my your Jeff Goldblum moment my, got, of the day. I've your my, next level moment. I've got my Jeff Goldblum next level um, moment out of the way for the episode. <laughs> if we have any new listeners, I swear, we talk about fun stuff, too. Yeah. This Speaking is of which, you got some stuff you loving? I do. I got some stuff I'm loving. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. Uh, what's one of your stuffs that you're loving, Miss Tess? Um, one of the stuffs I'm loving is a podcast that I've been listening to. You mean one of the other 500 one million? One of the other 500 million podcasts that anyone could be listening to at any moment in time. Um... And it's called Heaven's Gate. Okay. Okay. Do you remember, does that name ring a bell to you? Heaven's Gate? The, the phrase Heaven's Gate, yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? I don't okay. think so. Um, Is it from a comic book? No. It's, um, there, it, it was from a news story. Um, I'm trying to think when this happened. I want to say like late 90s, early 2000s. Do you remember when Hale-Bopp Comet flew by? The Earth, do you remember when that was? No? Are you not an astronomy person? That's okay. Not um, really. Not, I'm not really a uh, knowing what's happening in the world around me person. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Well, what, You'll fill me in. What happened? I'm about to tell you what happened. What happened was, what had happened was, um, a comet flew by the Earth, and there was a, a group of people who thought that if they all committed suicide, that they would... Um, uh, that they would go to, they would leave their bodies and their souls would go to a UFO that was following the comet and um, and they would go to heaven. I think this sounds familiar now. Okay, yeah. and th- that, that cult of people was called Heaven's Gate. And um, there is a podcast called Heaven's Gate, which is all about this cult of people. Now, I, I may have mentioned this, I think, in the past couple podcasts. I've I been, love I've been how kind in, of getting into cults I lately. love how into cults you are, <laughs> how into podcasts you are. This is so exciting. <laughs> I think I'm kind of cults lately. Soon, you're yeah. going to have to come out with, like, on our Twitter account, um, at same team, y'all, a top 10 cults, according to Tess. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is so interesting to me though because it is hosted by this man um i forget what his last name is his name is glenn and he um he grew up in a cult 
Okay. He, uh, so his background, like why he chose to make this podcast, why he's so fascinated by Heaven's Gate is because he grew up in a doomsday cult. Like his family were members of a cult. And um, when the cult leader died, um, the cult kind of disbanded. And so he was able to kind of reintegrate himself into society. Like no one took over that mantle. Right. Thank goodness. So he has kind of a very unique perspective on what it's like to be in a cult. Mm -hmm. And so when... Heaven's Gate, when that news story took over the media when it during that era, um, he was looking at it as like, oh, that could have been me. That could have been anybody. Like, a lot of people were looking at that news story and thinking like, look at these crazy people and how could they have believed that this was going to happen? And, and they believed some other kind of stuff that you might think is crazy. And um, all of this stuff was coming out in the news cycle. And this guy, uh, Glenn, he was watching it and he was like, oh, no. He's like, that could have been me. That could have been my friends that I grew up with. Completely like, different perspective yeah, from most people watching that yeah, story. Yeah. And, um, and so he became kind of fascinated by this cult and he did a lot of research. And so he's done this like 10-part podcast about Heaven's Gate. And it's so interesting to me because that's the... That's the perspective he takes when he's presenting this information. is He's like, I want you to understand mm -hmm. these people and why they were drawn into this lifestyle. And, and not necessarily, I don't want you to look at it as like, these are a bunch of crazy people. I want you to realize like, this could have been anyone. This could yes. have been you. You're sitting there thinking like, no, I would never castrate myself. I would never drink barbiturates. I would never wear uh, matching outfits and have matching haircuts with like 30 other people. Well, let me ask you this. How many yeah. people, this is a personal question, but we're all friends here. How many people listening to this, if you have a, a penis, <laughs> uh, is circumcised, right? Your parents decided to cut a piece of skin off of you because of their beliefs, right? Yeah, that's, you know? that's just based on like a style Yeah, and that, that, that's the first example I thought of when you thought of, when you mentioned castration. But there's all kinds of other things we do just based on our society or our mm -hmm. shared beliefs, right? Right. Oh my goodness. And is it just 10 or is it still ongoing? No, it's just, mm. it's just the 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't even listen to all of them. There were a couple episodes I was less interested in, in, and then the others, um, uh, because he does different. Like every episode is about like a different aspect of the cult. Like he's like, today I'm going to talk about the people who led the cult, and like today I'm going to talk about what it was like, like your day to day life within the cult. And he's like, today I'm going to talk about what it was like if you were a family member That's outside so incredible. of the cult trying to contact your family member who was within the cult and what that was like, and it's. It's so very interesting, and the podcast is very well produced. And I just liked the the um, I just really liked the you know point of view that this guy was taking. You know, he wasn't taking it as like um, let me tell you about how crazy these. Let me tell you were. the story about these crazy people. Yeah, right? let me yeah. yeah, and let me sort of um, almost like take advantage of this crazy thing that happened and and make my own podcast about it. Like he's really saying, you know, this is this is this happens to people. Mm -hmm. This is happening to people right now. This is happening to like 
you know, and you, it could happen to to anybody. Yeah, if you had different life um, circumstances, right? Or especially if you're caught early from an early age being taught something. And right? he talks about it too. He's like, it happened to people who you wouldn't think it would mm-hmm. happen to. Like he he's like, if you thought back to your high school and you thought back to like high school superlatives and you thought like who would be most likely to end up in a cult, you're probably thinking of like a certain person. You're not thinking of like the star cheerleader who yeah. was very popular and he's like but those people ended up in this cult too and let me tell you about how that happened and and it's it was just really very interesting and i know it's kind of weird for me to say this podcast about a cult was the stuff i was loving but it really just opened my mind up and i just found it so fascinating and interesting and i just really loved the the um the stance that he takes on well, it and same team y'all stance yeah really. exactly not that we didn't invent it right right but i mean that, that same perspective if, instead of him being like let me tell you this story about these weird people or whatever we we just mentioned earlier with your quote like labels right yeah label someone a cultist and now you've already have in your mind what that person is and what they think and what, what, he, they went what he's saying is he's like let me tell you about these individuals who lost their lives mm. and it's very sad and let me tell you about what happened to them, and um, and it's just it's a very same team y'all yeah. podcast, and I liked it a lot, and it was very interesting. It's a it's kind of a little creepy, I think. Um, so if I'm running at night, you might like it. Yeah, yeah I like kind listening of like to a, creepy things when I run. It's kind of like a creepy soundtrack, and when you think about what happened, it's a little creepy. Yeah. Um. So it might be a good one for well, you to run with. T- well. <laughs> In addition. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Yeah, Heaven's Gate, weirdly, is the stuff I've been loving this past week. Is it just called the Heaven's Gate podcast? It's just called Heaven's Gate. Okay, cool. Um, My thing that I'm loving is uh, I recently... Did you bring it with you? I did. I recently found my old iPod. So what? How do you listen to your music and your podcasts? Like, I you know? listen to them on my iPhone. Yeah. Not uh, not that we are like sponsored by Apple or anything. I mean, Apple, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, that'd be amazing. You can send us some stuff. Yeah, well, you can draw up a contract <laughs> or something. But no, yeah, I um I used to listen to my iPod all the time when I was running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to listen to podcasts on my iPod. Like you would have to like. Yeah, I would have, have to, to download them. Yeah, I would have to put them sync, on your yeah, iPod. I would have to sync it up. <laughs> I would have to download them. I would have to sync it. And like every night I had to refresh mm-hmm. it. And since I only had so much memory, I would have to like delete the old ones. I remember that. And um, the good old days. Only, yeah, only just a few years ago did I start listening to podcasts through my phone where just like auto, you know, took care of it, you yes. know, either through data or whatnot. Yeah, so, like you can subscribe and the new ones automatically download and the ones that you've listened to automatically delete themselves. Yeah, mine... We um, live in a golden age. Yeah, at least I was not able to do that. So I went through a couple of iterations of iPods and the one I found is like my most recent one. Um, I don't have any podcasts on it, but I found a lot of awesome music that I kind of forgot all about. Oh, I'm, cool. I'm coming through it right now. And I, not that I found it, but I was cleaning out my desk because uh, um, I told you soon I'll be putting my house on the market because yes. I'm going to, listeners, I'm going to be moving in right down the street from Tess. Yay! We're every in the day, same neighborhood. every morning I'm coming by, I'm going to be knocking on that window. <laughs> I'm going to knock on that window, but like, hey, Tess, hey, Brett, what are you guys up to today? <laughs> is what I'm going to be saying. What are you guys up to? Morning, Brett. Wake up with a foot massager, be massaging Brett's feet. <laughs> But I had to clean my I had to clean my desk out and I found my old iPod and so basically uh, stuff that I'm loving is just listen to not just not music that I for well some of it I forgot about but some of it is just nice to because it's so used to like I'll listen to Spotify yeah on my phone and so sometimes like if I feel like listening to Lady Gaga I've got 
like I don't have premium Spotify, so I'll just listen to random Lady Gaga. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's very nice to have. I have a thing in my hand of things that I purchase. So weird, right? Of or took from the library of um of of music that when I want to listen to a particular song, I can just pick it up. So I've got all my Lady Gagas on here. Um, <laughs> I have uh, uh, my Evanescence album fallen that was real <laughs> hot when we in high school i got Bring no, me to life i got my mis- wake me up <laughs> wake me up remember do you remember the the wake me up do you remember the um the ben affleck daredevil movie do you yes, ever see I that do. there were like two or three evanescence songs, songs in that it was like, like i got all my uh philip glass symphonies on here um, who is a minimalist composer that i've talked about before on the cast and i've got a lot of children's cds Although we talked about labels. If you label something children's, you're like, well, you're an adult. You want to enjoy it. I'm telling you right now, adults can get stuff out of these music, out of these albums. You got any Mr. John on there? Yeah, I'm looking right yeah. at it. I'm looking at Mr. John. Uh, get your move on. I listen to Mr. John. Um, he's on my iPhone. Uh, me and Brett, when we drive really long distances, we will sometimes play a game where we'll all put in my iPhone and we'll listen to it on random. And then when we get to a song that he's like, uh-uh, we're not listening to this, then we'll switch over to his. And then we'll oh. listen to that for a while. And we get to a song where I'm like, uh-uh, no more. Then we'll switch back. And I remember one time we were listening to my iPhone and it was on random. And uh, What the, came up? The Mr. John Wheels on the Bus came up. Yeah. Wheels on the Bus. Go he does it so really jazzy, great, too. Like, Wheels on the jazzy. Bus. Yeah. We love Mr. John. Um, and then in the middle, too, like if you're doing a certain time, like it, you can, he has like he a guitar has, like, a solo. Breakdown. And, and then he goes, awesome. You can bop and jump however you want. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Brett was like, why? Why is this on your iPhone? And I'm like, man, I am jamming out to Mr. John on the regular. I loved his CDs. They're it, not just for kids. No, well, I mean, it's <laughs> funny, too, because I've talked to uh, pe- people who come into the library, and they'll be like, oh, can I find this book? Like, they read about it in an article. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And I say it's over in the children's section here. Oh, it's oh, a children's book. I don't want to read it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, t- I tell them, <laughs> I tell them, well, it's just a book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a book. We can put these labels on it, like YA, but we do that so you can find it easily. I, you know? I do that with my mom. My mom, uh, I, I really will like some of these children's books that I've read, and then I'll tell tell her about them and she'll be like oh that sounds interesting and i'll be like yeah you could go get at the library and then she'll go there and they'll say it's a children's book and she won't read it um so what i've been doing now she doesn't listen to this podcast so i won't be found out i just buy them and send them to her and so then she doesn't have to know if you you own the book (laughs) right like the the book isn't going to tell you it's for this no it doesn't i'll tell you what um i I read i read a lot with freya my my daughter and she she loves reading on her own or she can't read yet she's only um 21 coming up on 22 months old so she can't fully read yet but she loves thumbing through the pages she likes doing it with me it's a thing we do a lot together and there's a lot of times from these picture books, I'm getting a lot of stuff out of it. You yeah. know, it's it's amazing. You ever read um, uh, All the World? Yeah. World. Yeah, I think it's Liz Scanlon. And, yes. And, um, it's just like a beautiful poem. It's a yeah. It's basically a beautiful poem with beautiful um, illustrations. illustrations through it. But it's like I. Uh, it's just a phenomenal book. But um, yeah. So basically, you know. Even if, like, the bookstores are for distribution or, you know, it makes things easier to label things. This is children's. This is YA. Um, you can enjoy anything. Um, looking through my podcast, I got a lot of Backstreet Boys in here. 
Um, you mean on your iPod? Or yeah, on my iPod. Backstreet Boys. I, I got nice. ba- my Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I got uh, a lot of musicals, uh, Les Mis and uh, uh, Phantom. Um, there's this album called uh, Oh Lucky Day by Lucky Diaz. Have you heard of uh-uh. this person? They're a children's performer. Okay. And they have this one song on here called Like Never Before. That legitimately brings, big surprise, brings tears to my eyes. Like, it is so beautiful. Um, And I wish, in another world, it would be, like, our intro song, which, but I don't know. We've talked about this before. Like, we're kind of hesitant about using, uh, like, other people's licensed music on the cast. Can you contact them and I could try. Lucky Diaz seems like a cool dude. I would love to contact them and see if we can either use it as an intro or Shoot him an email. See what happens. Um, There's another one album called Blink of an Eye by Francis England. Have you heard of this one? These are all all albums I got from the library. So when I first became a children's librarian. Yeah. I became a children's librarian because the position came available. And so, like, inside library talk, listeners, is that we all share time. Like, even though I'm a children's librarian, I also spend time at the adult reference desk and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was more interested in the adult reference part than the children's. And I was like, I don't really know a lot about children. And at the time, I didn't have a kid of my own. I was like, I'm not really that interested in children. So what I did is when I got the job, I checked out a bunch of children's albums, like, to do research. Like, you know, so I kind of knew what was, yeah. like, who, what's going on and, like, what different songs were going on. Uh, what songs were hot, but um, hot children. Though. Yeah, what are what are hot? Ch- There's another one. I don't know if I uh, have on here that it's basically a mo- it's a children's album. Here it is, Little Seed. It's the album's called Little Seed by Elizabeth Mitchell, and she sings songs like children's songs, but just her. It's like almost like unplugged, like it's just her and acoustic guitar, and her daughter sings with her, oh, cool. and it is amazing. So anyway, finding my iPod. And discovering all these wonderful um, songs I kind of forgotten about. Oh, here's another one. Have you heard of the the, the Gothic Archies? Yes. Thank you. Oh my God, they're so good. They play. Is it? It's songs from the from the series of unfortunate. Oh events. God, they're yeah. so good. They're, they're, I like walking my gargoyle. That's yeah, my favorite. <laughs> I I don't remember what it's called, but I like the one that starts with. It literally starts with dreary, dreary. <laughs> So good. Anyway, discovering my iPod and discovering music that I forgot that I loved and rediscovering music that I loved long before is a stuff that I'm loving. That's awesome. It's so cool. Oh, my goodness. It's so nice. Um, my second stuff is this book. Um, Tess is holding up a book. It's called Everyone's an Alien When You're... Wait, is it an alien? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien 2, a book. A book by Johnny Sun. A book by Johnny Sun. So this book... Um, I've never heard of this. This is exciting. This is a big library kind of episode. Yeah. We're coming with all of our... Here's your recommended podcast. Here's yeah. your recommended albums. Yeah. I got it from the library. And um, I'm just going to flip through it so you can see what kind of book it is. It's just filled with... Um, it's sort of a graphic novel. I see a lot of drawings. It's all these black and white drawings, and then they're they're captioned with like um, dialogue from the characters. And there's a vague story going on. And the story is that mind if I thumb through while sure, you talk about it? Thanks. The story is that uh, a UFO comes down, and an alien is left on uh, on the planet, and he's supposed to. Um, learn about humans, and he uh, he has many interactions with many animals that are not humans, but he thinks that they're humans. And uh, through his interactions with all the different animals, they 
really explore lots of ideas like about fears that people have and assumptions that we make about people. And it's surprisingly super profound. Like I did not I'm think- thumbing through it. And yeah, I, I wish there was a way the listeners could hear whenever I'm nodding vigorously <laughs> to things that you're saying. Because uh, I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I did not think that um, this book with all of these like little black and white drawings, they almost look sort of childlike, um, the artistic style. And um, but it's 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 very profound. And the the alien is um, very worried about his mission and he wants to understand the humans and he thinks he's getting to know them. Um, but he he keeps finding out that the more he thinks he knows them, the more he doesn't understand. And um, I'm, I'm and, looking through the back of this book and there's like a like a activity log. Yes. That he's put. And some of this is so. It is, let's look at this, let's see, uh, day 99, happiness is accepting that sadness will always exist and then deciding to be happy anyway. Yeah, so there's, good. there's a lot in the book about sadness and yeah. how it's just an emotion that you feel and how it's okay. And um, a lot of, uh, this is also a very same team y'all book because a lot of, did you find another good one? Well, I found, I think one that either you found through this book or through another one that we've tweeted out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. If you replace I have to oh. with I get to, yes. then human life becomes amazing. Yeah. All yeah. So cool. Um, uh, it talks a lot about assumptions that we make. Like, for instance, um, uh, Johnny is the name of the alien, and he meets a dog, and the dog seems very happy because dogs kind of almost always seem happy to see us, right? Yeah. And they're always wagging their tails, and he thinks to himself, like, gosh, a dog is so happy. And then you hear the dog's inner thoughts, and the dog is thinking... I'll never be able to express how happy I really am because I don't have the power of speech. Um, and that actually makes me sad. And then Johnny's thinking, I wish I was like that dog. And then you're thinking as yeah. the reader, you're like, no, you don't because that yeah. dog is actually tragically sad. Like you're looking from the outside thinking yeah. that dog is always happy. And meanwhile, you find out that the dog has got this rich inner life where he's actually sad. Or... Um, there's a part where Johnny's walking with a bear and they see some bees and they're thinking about bees and how if a bee stings you, it dies, right? That's mm -hmm. that's what we know about bees. And why would a bee ever do that? And then the bee like speaks to them and gives them this like very long soliloquy about how it's more important to protect the people you love than to um, to go on living and how he, he will very willingly give his life to know that the rest of his colony is protected. And then he looks at the bear and he's like, actually, I think that um, you seem angry all the time. And I think it's because you're alone because people run away from you because they're afraid of you. And then the bear starts to cry. And then you see the, the tear is the tear is saying, finally, I've been released. Oh, you've that's been amazing. You've been holding me in for so long and finally you've let me go. And like, is there so much going on in this book? It's like crazy. Like, and it's just these like black and white drawings and these, just these little observations. And it's, uh, I just found it incredibly profound and very, very interesting and a very same team y'all yeah. book. Well, it's, it takes the idea, and we've mentioned this before, um, 
that everyone's going through their own battles and struggles, right? Mm-hmm. We don't always show it, right? We, we have like these masks that we've made or society gives us or however that works. Um, but it takes that idea to like the next level, you know, right. which is really awesome. Like you know? there's a, there's a part in the book where Johnny is sad cause he has to leave the earth. Like his assignment is up and he's going to have to go. And like one of his little animal friends is like, I know that you're sad, but as a going away present, we got you a bouncy castle. So are you going to take your shoes off or what? And so he takes his shoes off and he jumps in the bouncy castle. And then the other aliens get there and they're just like, why does Johnny have no shoes on? And it's like, there's a whole story. There's a whole reason why he didn't have shoes on. That like you're judging something just on your first impression. But like you're not thinking about everything that goes into it. I mean, it just blew my mind, this little book. (laughs) <laughs> and I, sh- I should mention, and I think we're both in agreement, is like we have this cast and we're like, this is our perspective. This is our opinions. This doesn't mean we've mastered it, right? No. Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Just recently. I mean, That's I ca- why we're doing this I, podcast. I, I catch myself all the time. I think I mentioned, what was it, a few episodes ago, The was it the Steam Theaters when I was at a, a PFLAG um, mm-hmm. event, Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, I was at the event and the biggest contributor were a group of men that if I was to judge them on appearance, I would not have thought that they would have donated so much to this event and you know i caught myself you know um and just recently too i had a co-worker <laughs> she was i don't know what she's doing seeing something in dc and she was like yeah i'm gonna see i think it was like some show or musician or something and she was like but that she was like but this person just tweeted something out on twitter that i totally don't agree with so i hope i still have fun and i was like these are two separate <laughs> things, you know? And I know that, like, when I say it like that, that sounds silly. Like, why would you let whatever their opinion is on Twitter or or in their opinion about anything uh-huh. affect what you enjoy their craft, whatever it is they do, their their comedy or their music? Mm-hmm. But we catch ourselves doing it all the time, right? Yeah. I you mean, know? Just like, the, just, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, oh, I enjoy this movie, but this actor said this. Mm-hmm. Now I don't like it anymore. Right. Or I don't like him. It's a thing we do. Just the other day, I was at the library and there was uh, – we had sort of a little incident where uh, – one one customer of the library made another customer of the library uncomfortable. Mm. And it was kind of like, what do we do about that? And, like, when it was brought to me as the manager, because that's my job now, I had to take a step back and think, well, honestly, it's one person's word against another person's word. And I wasn't there to witness what happened. And so... It could be that this person made this person uncomfortable or it could be that they just were existing and this person had a reaction. And it might be that, you know, at the end of the day, the library is a public building and everyone can come in and we want everyone to have access to all of the information within the library. We don't want to start limiting things based on whether you feel uncomfortable, you know, what was going on. And so, I mean, it became a whole thing. I had to look at security footage yeah. and determine was there really, was was he following her around or was he, you know, and I could not find anything 
to substantiate. And so ultimately at the end of the day, we had to say, I'm sorry, you're uncomfortable. You know, what can I do for you to make you feel better? But at the end of the day, this guy has every right to be here as anybody else. You know, speaking to you is not a crime. Yeah. We can do, we can do something about like in the future, right? Right. We can't do anything about the past, especially without knowing the full story. Mm -hmm. Luckily, you know what I mean? Especially if it's just a matter of comfort and not luckily anything more serious. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this little book, man, it blew you, my mind. Are you done reading it? I am. Like, am I you able to borrow it? it? Yeah, I would it's love to borrow it. It's checked out to me, but you can check it out to yourself. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. So I will definitely be checking this out. Everyone's an alien when you're an alien, too. Uh, a book by Johnny Sun is uh, stuff I was loving this past four night. Phenomenal stuff <laughs> that you're loving. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my second thing, my second stuff that I'm loving is recently... Um, near my library system, a new playground has just opened up. Awesome! Yeah, and Freya loves going to playgrounds. I love going to playgrounds. I like doing things. I think both Freya and I both get, like, cooped up in the house. Mm -hmm. Like, if I've got a weekend, not that I need to always be doing something amazing. I just need to be, like, out of the house. Okay, yeah. I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so they have, there's this playground that was near our library-ish, like, I don't know. It's walking distance from our library that has been there since, I don't know how long, a while. It was. In, Is this the one that was all made of wood? It was the one yeah, that was all I made of wood. And I had to bring up the name of it because I always just called it the Wood Park. Um, <laughs> but I think it's actually called the Med Medzinski Park. It's named okay. after someone. And they recently um, tore it all down and rebuilt it because, one, it was kind of falling into disrepair. And, two, it wasn't ADA compliant anymore. Like, there was a lot of things okay. you just couldn't do on this playground if you had certain mobility um, different uh, atypical mobility, and um, they redid it. And boy, oh boy, this playground test! I was there opening. To, I was there at the. <laughs> I was there at the ribbon cutting. It was nice. so exciting. Why well, didn't make it? Okay, so uh, let me take back. I wasn't there at the little ribbon cutting, but I was there an hour after the ribbon cutting. <laughs> it was very cool. And this playground is very nice. I like taking it. Uh, taking my daughter there, and um, it's only like my. Library, I'm very fortunate where I work is only like 10 minutes away. So this is like 11 minutes from my house. So it's right there. But what's cool is that this park has a couple, it has kind of like the things you expect, baby swings, regular swings, um, slides, things you can climb on. But there are a couple things that are designed that you can do with your kids. Have I told you about this already, Tess? I think you may have. I might have, but it's really cool. So normally, if you've got a kid at home or if you've seen kids, a lot of them love swings. So a lot of times, some parents aren't that excited about the playground because it turns into you're just pushing a swing for an hour. Which I don't mind because Freya usually swings and then gets off and explores and goes back to swing. But they have these swings at the park. And I actually took some pictures, or Amanda took some pictures of me and Freya on it, that it's got a bucket seat that you can put your, your, your child in. And then it's almost got like a long piece, almost like a seesaw. Uh-huh. So the the one part is the bucket seat, and then the other half of the seesaw you can sit on, but it's a big swing. So it's like you're swinging with your kid, and it is it is very cool. So it turns the activity of you just pushing your kid, your kid's having fun while you're pushing, into you guys both get to do it together, That's cool. which is very cool. I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned a lot on this podcast, but I'm a big fan of. Of the idea that when you're an adult, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to play anymore. Yeah. Right? And I don't know if you've seen this, or I don't know if you go to a lot of playgrounds. I don't go to Yeah, if you don't have, I keep forgetting, if you don't have kids, you don't have a lot of reasons to go to playgrounds. But a lot of playgrounds, and including this one, still has this, which is okay, has what I like to call like the parent bleachers. The idea is that you send your kids to have fun. 
And when they're having fun, let's be honest, they're also learning. And more importantly, they're also getting their workout for the day. And then the parents, um, so society says, no playing parents. You don't, you don't play. You don't play. You sit on the bleachers and watch your kids play. You're not allowed to play. And that's what society says anyway. And then you sit there and then you watch your kids play. But there's uh, the swings designed so the parents do it with you. And you could have a younger kid and a bigger kid do it as well. But it totally supports adults. And then there's also like a big – it's basically like a zip line. But the bucket seat that you sit in is like big enough for several kids at once or like one adult and one kid. So cool. you can get on that with your kid as well. And uh, so I very much appreciated – that they in, uh, included those two things. And there's a couple other things too, like a tire swing you can both fit on. But those two things I thought were like, I'd never seen them before. And I'm a big fan of, yeah, like, let's all play. Yeah, you know? I will say, I don't go to um, playgrounds very often, but um, somewhat recently, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law went out of town and um, the rest of the family were watching my two nephews and we brought them over to... Uh, uh, my neighborhood because we have a lot of playgrounds in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and uh, and we did take them out on the playground and I had not gotten the memo about how you're not supposed to play. And Good for I you. Was, I was uh, so my one little nephew Austin apparently his favorite thing to do on the playground is just run and then look behind to see if you're chasing yes. him. Yes. And then and then you chase after him. And then he, he runs and then he looks behind to see if you're still there. And so we were just chasing him around the playground equipment. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I, I'm always there with... Uh, sometimes I'll sit and let Freya do her own exploring of the park. Because uh-huh. I think that's important, too, for her to know, like, if she bumps into a kid... And I'm not there. That's fine. Like she yeah. can figure it out. But I usually am there with her playing as well. When she gets older and she's running faster, you know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, I think we that's... were we were watching them pretty closely too, just because we're not their parents, so we wanted to make sure if they fell yeah. or something that you know we were there right away to make sure that. And they there were are some. Hurt. The biggest thing I think to look out for when you're at the playground is make sure you don't have a kid walking in the path of a swing going. That's probably the biggest danger of a playground, uh-huh. and even that's pretty minimal. Um, you made me think of something when you said you didn't get the memo from society mm-hmm. guys if you get that memo from society throw it away throw that memo <laughs> away you know because i mean really you know or 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 i used to be i well <laughs> this this i was just gonna say i used to be really into climbing trees but if you see like a grown man climbing a tree people are like what is this guy doing right or even running right the other day i went and i i left the library and i was just in a really good mood i was listening to an upbeat song on my ipod i found uh-huh. and instead of walking to my car i ran to it you know, that's something you see yeah. kids do, right? And I ran to my car, and I'm pretty sure someone looked at me like, what is he, ru- what is he running <laughs> is he from? Okay? What is he running from, or what is he running to? There's an alarm going on, but I just simply ran because it felt good, and I was feeling in the moment, you know? And it's, it's just so interesting that, like, we could probably, there could be, a, and there, I'm sure there are podcasts about this, all about, like, how a lot of our, like, just my personal opinion, health issues probably stem from us not being allowed to play and move the way we're supposed to. And the way when we're a kid, we're encouraged to. Or maybe not all kids are encouraged to, but when you're a kid, it's acceptable to do so. And then as you get older, you know, not so yeah, much anymore. Yeah, that's true. You know? So, yeah, we like might it, be more healthy if we could all play hide and seek. Yeah, and the idea – <laughs> thank you. And Yeah, exactly. Or play tag or something. And yeah. the idea that if you want to work out or if you want to be healthy, the acceptable way is to get on a machine where you do the same movement for 30 minutes – and you have to distract yourself, right? And, yeah. and I'm saying that as a person who runs, which is the same movement. But I actually – I do enjoy running outside. I don't like running on a treadmill. But I went on a tangent. But anyway, <laughs> the new playground near my library is a stuff that I'm loving. Hey, so. Eric, <laughs> yeah. do you have any tales? From the 
From the library, tales from the library. Read some books, read some books. We also have online resources. Oh, why don't you tell me your tale? Um, first. I will. Okay. Recently, I was at. Now, now I'm going to ask you, hey, Eric, yes. how did that conference go? Oh, the conference <laughs> I went to went really well. Uh, yeah, I recently went to a uh, children's, I guess it's a children's librarian, but I think it's yeah. open to anyone that works with kids, really. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm um, called Kids Are Customers 2, or as I like to call it, CAC 2. I, <laughs> I was at CAC 2. Um, it's KAC 2. Hey, I was at KAC 2. <laughs> Um, but I was not only uh, there observing um, a different presentations. It was my first uh, presentation that I was giving. Yay. So it was very exciting. Yeah, yourself. I got to do it with the help of your slides. Tess. Yes. Yeah, I was presenting on uh, the panel was called Storytime in the Wild. And it was about doing story times and other children's programs outside of the library. So we do a lot of stuff in our library. But the idea is the stuff that you do outside of the walls of your library in my case, I was presenting on story times that I do at a local state park called Greenwell State Park. Um, and Tess, uh, you've been doing programs or you had been doing programs in the past at our local veterans. Mm -hmm. home. Yeah, and you weren't able to make it, but you gave me slides to present on your behalf, yes. which were super helpful. I have to admit that I use bullet pointed versions of your notes that that's you gave okay. me, if that's okay. That's totally um, fine. I imagine that you would um, you would do an Eric version. Thank you. Yes. I did. I, I, I literally, this notepad I have here, I literally looked at your slides and I just wrote each page like one or two things that I kind of went <laughs> off of. And then I did the same thing for mine as well. Um, but it, it went really well. I was I was wasn't just me though. It was me and um, I'm going to blank on the names of the the two nice women that were also on my panel with me. I think one was Jenna, Jenna or Gemma, Jenna, and she they both were from a system where they are outreach librarians. So they are paid to actually go out and do children's programs outside of the library. Um, whereas our library system, and I imagine not, I imagine a lot of other library systems don't have the benefit of being able to have librarians that just yeah. do outreach. You yeah. Know? So I worked out r really well that we were on the same panel together because they were talking about doing all these puppet shows and right. um, they were doing all these things out at the library or outside of the library at parks and different festivals. And if you're watching that presentation and you're from a system that doesn't have an outreach librarian or, or, or in anything, you could be looking at instead of seeing opportunities and being inspired. You might have uh, automatically turned your brain off. Yeah, yeah, like, well, we don't have that kind of money, right? Because right? most things, um, in well, not just in the library field, but like in business stuff, comes down to time and money. Yeah. And we, all of our librarians, you, I, we are, you know, we work at the information desk. We do children's programs. We do this. A lot of us also uh, select the books that we're mm -hmm. going to purchase. We all do collection maintenance. And um and it could be hard. So luckily, it was kind of nice that we were, I was there and you were there in spirit, like floating around behind me. Because <laughs> we were able to give this perspective of how we were able to do it. And also, like, the barriers to it. Like, yeah. I was telling him, like, really the biggest barrier, in my opinion, at least for mine, because mine isn't, your veteran's home is like a walk from your library, yes. you know, which is still kind of tough, is the not being at the library. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like a 28-hour position person and you have this program, that's, you know, what, two or three hours that you're not going to be in the branch yeah. doing library stuff. So, but it went really well. I um I was very happy with, and I, I did. 
I should mention I mentioned this podcast. Yeah, I did. So if I have any new friends from Kids Are Customers too, uh, shout out to my new friends. You guys were all amazing. Thanks yeah. so much for listening. Hey, new listeners. Yeah, thanks so much to new listeners. I did mention it at the end because I felt like I should. I uh, I was curious if you had mentioned it. <sighs> yeah, I did. Maybe we have some new listeners. Uh, to be fair, all of our legacy listeners, we love you. As we, well. love, we love we love all, all of our, of our listeners, listeners. Um, as 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 if you are ourselves. But um, <laughs> oh my god, Jeff Goldblum's coming out again, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. But I was very happy. I was I, I won't lie, I was nervous because I'd never done something like that yeah. before. But um, I just Killed it. I just had my bullet points and I had our photos and I just I went for it. And uh, if you did attend the conference. And you're listening to this podcast um, because I mentioned it, um, and you think I did not do a good job, feel free to send us an email oh. at uh, same team, y'all, at gmail.com. You know, that feedback can be important too. Well, yeah, I mean, all joking you can aside, learn from it. I know I kind of play it like a joke, but all joking aside, it was my first conference uh, pre- time presenting, and I wasn't watching myself present. So, and my friend said I did a good job, but. Those are my friends, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with how it went. And actually, the conference in general, because I've gone to some librarian conferences, like MLA, is Uh really fun. It's a big one. But I felt like MLA sometimes is too busy. And a lot of the presentations don't directly apply to me. Yeah. Or I'm not super interested in. And kids are customers, too. Every single presentation applied to my position and was interesting. And it was an amazing experience. Awesome. Very cool. What's your tale, Miss Tess? Um, My tale is that I do a a program at my library. And it's like an on-demand program, sort of. It's called uh, Mini Library Science. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I've heard you mention it. But I don't don't ever really know the specifics of it. So I'm so happy about this. (laughs) So what I do is um, basically if anyone is... uh, So how it all got started was that occasionally children will run behind the desk. Has this ever happened to you? Oh, at yeah. Your library? Oh, and then we yeah. always make the joke like, hey, you can put books away if you want. Exactly. Hey. We always make yeah. that joke of like, well, if you come back here, we're going to put you to work, you know? Um, and then I thought to myself, like, what if... Um, and some people don't like it when the kids come behind the desk. They're like, why aren't their parents watching them? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like librarians, you mean? Yeah, oh. yeah. And yeah. I thought, well, what if we turned it into to like a happy thing like what if it was like they're coming behind the desk because they're curious about what we're doing back here and we're not doing anything secret back here you know like you know obviously this is like our area that we're doing our work in we keep all the bloodstones behind (laughs) in in the staff lounge we never we do our sacrifices you know in the secret area we never bring the we never bring our sacrifices out behind the desk that is unprofessional yeah Um, so I thought, you know, what if we invited the children behind the desk, you know, the ones who were really curious. And so, uh, I just, so we just, and then I had seen, um, the library of, the librarian of Congress, she, uh, did a little tour for a little girl who was interested in being a librarian. I saw and, that. And it, it went viral because this little girl was so precious and the pictures of her and... Um, the Librarian of Congress walking around the library were so cute. And so I was kind of inspired by those two moments um, to uh, to say, like, what if we did a program where any kids who are curious about becoming a librarian, we invited them to come behind the desk and have kind of a behind-the-scenes experience 
where they learned about what it's like to be a librarian. So um, I call it mini library science because um, the master's degree that a lot of people get is a master's of library science. Um, so it's a uh, that's they very get, cute. They get an MLS. I know it's an ML- MLIS now that they you just get. changed it. Yeah, yeah, my my diploma is wrong now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a MLS certificate that they get at the end when they're finished with the their. The I stands for infection. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we all studied at Night Vale yeah, University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, they all get a little certificate when they're finished. They become honorary librarians. And I do, when I'm talking to them, when I do the tour, I do explain to them, like, now you can't come back here when I'm On not the with regular. you. Yeah, yeah, this is just for our special experience today. And um, it's um, it's been very interesting because I get different ages of kids um, and varying levels of interest as well. Like I would assume, you would assume that um, all of the kids would be interested. If they're asking for if it. If they're asking for it. But sometimes their parents say like, you should do this. And so they sign them up. And so when I get... It's basically like I I get somebody say, I want to sign up my kid. I schedule a time with them. They bring in their kid. And then I just look at that kid and start talking to them. And I figure out, is this kid uh, mature enough to handle all of the areas of the library? Are they they mature enough to handle the bloodstones and the sacrifices? Thank you. Or, or, Or do I just do kind of a very basic tour with them? Yeah. Um... And uh, and also, how old is the child? Like, how much are they going to understand? You know, because sometimes they, sometimes a parent will bring in a kid who's like three or four years old, and I'm like, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a private story time where it's That's just a cool idea. you and me, and we're going to be in the meeting room all by ourselves, just you and me. That's and, cool. Yeah. So I find ways to work around it whenever I – and then, like, one time I got a scout troop come in, and they were – I mean – they were pretty rowdy, these little guys. Do they have a library badge, the scouts? I don't know if the scouts have a library badge. I imagine they probably do, and that's why um, they had asked for the for the MLS Do tour. they have a bookhouse boy badge, <laughs> like like our friends over at Twin Peaks? <laughs> um, so they came in, and they were all so wound up yeah. that I ended up taking them back to the nonfiction section and saying that we were going to play a game where they had to bring me a book from every section of the nonfiction section, like the 100s, the 200s. And then they were going to have to tell me what those sections were about based on the books that they brought back. Um, So we played a game instead of doing like a tour. So I have to modify it for every kid who comes in. But um, And because the library I work at is special because it happens to be next door to our regional library, and our regional library is where they do all of the processing for our materials. Mm-hmm. So if the kids are really well behaved, I'll actually walk them next door oh, wow. to the regional I'm library. I'm not even allowed back there. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the real sacrifice that, is. That's like out. where the extra big sacrifice is. I don't even have the right colored hood for that robe. <laughs> you haven't gotten your eternal scout no, badge yet. I, not yet. Not um, yet. 
So I'll take them back there and they can see like the um, the folks cataloging cool. the, the stuff and we'll walk them back and they can see where the delivery gets cool. uh, gets dropped off and I'll even take them in the kitchen. They can see where we eat lunch. Check and, out the water bottle. Yeah, the water I'll take cooler. them in the training lab and they're always really interested to see. We keep like an archive of like legal books yeah. in there and they're like, why are there all these books in here and not in the library? And I'm like, that's a great question. Let's talk about why we would keep books, but not necessarily on our shelves. And we talk about archiving and stuff. So um, it's just been a, it's been a very interesting experience doing the MLS program. And it's really fun. Every time uh, a new kid comes, it's a new experience. I lo- So I got some questions sure. for you. How long have you been? Oh, okay. Let me just shoot them straight at you. How long have you been doing this for? I don't remember how long. It's probably like a year. Yeah. Because so. I remember you saying it. I was like, that's such a cool idea. Question two, how do you guys, let's say someone, well, one, how do you advertise it? There's a flyer, and it's also on our website. Is it on the website as yeah, well? Yeah, it's on our website. But it's not in our brochure, right? I don't think like that. Like our program brochure. I don't think we have room in our yeah. brochure to put it, just because we have so much stuff going on we're in so our library. We're so busy. <laughs> yeah. We, we're busy people, right? If, if we ever have a season where we have maybe like a lower amount of programs, we would probably put it in our brochure. Yeah, and then okay. I would probably have a big influx of people being interested and in it. And if someone's interested, they just mm-hmm. ask at the desk, yeah. and then you guys schedule it or later. Or they can email me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so and then I call them or email them. And go, them. hey, how about you come by at this time? Yep, yep, I'll okay. say like, Or if when you're available you, that moment or when something. When are you available, yeah. I love that idea. It's so cool. And because you know? it's just like 30 minutes of my time mm-hmm. that I take out of the day to do it. And then I, uh, I print them out like a little certificate with their name on it. Yeah. And then I usually give them that with like a um, ALA, the American Library Association, has like a little handout like uh, it's never too early to think about becoming a librarian. And so I give yeah. them that. And then I usually give them like a bookmark with all the Dewey, the Dewey decimal yeah, numbers on important. it. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and send them on their way. And that's it's been so really cool. fun. Yeah, I've known about it, but I've never known the specifics of it. And it's such a cool idea too, because it fosters kind of like that interest, especially if you're a younger kid in like librarianship, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. And also what it is too, you could, hopefully if anyone asks, you could dispel the rumor like, uh, we are librarians, but we don't sit around and read all day. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. doing a lot of work back here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and actually you can let them know too like if you're ever interviewing or if you're at an interview for a librarian job two things to never say um i, I like books thank you i want a job where i can sit around and read all day that's not what we do and two another thing is i want a job that's nice and quiet quiet <laughs> some libraries maybe but yeah, not ours we're not real busy ours. not a public library very nice miss tess that's yeah, awesome mm-hmm. um eric yes you look like yes you may have Learned a life lesson this I have. Night. For the listeners, I'm down to three lozenges lined up. <laughs> I'm down to three lozenges. And I have learned a life lesson. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. Okay. Is your life lesson about lozenges? Yeah. So, guys, picture lozenge. You know, um, just um, my, uh, life lesson. Take a moment and uh, and I made a list, and this may be helpful for you to make a list, but you can just do it in your mind too. Think about uh, two things: things that are important, things that are not important, because I think sometimes. It's very easy to get those things mixed up, right? Yes. 
I would argue, and everyone's list may be different, but my personal list, uh, number of likes a photo gets, mm. not important. Not important, ultimately. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, every moment with my daughter. Important. Very important. Yeah. You guys may have your own. Uh, here's another one. Person said something that I don't agree with on the internet, in real life, on TV, not important, right? It gets you riled up because you don't agree with it. It's someone else's perspective. It's someone else's opinion. Uh, the opinion isn't any more valid than your opinion. You know, it's just what it is, even if you don't agree with it. Um, important. Uh, this is another thing. Uh, I, whenever I get home and I, I get riled up because I had a tough day at work or someone said something or whatever, Amanda always says, okay, before we talk about this, answer me two questions. Do you still have your job? And do you still have life insurance? And I say, yes, I do. And then she tells me, she goes, whatever else you're about to tell me, I, I, you know, she goes, I'm happy to listen to it. But remember, it is not as important as those two things, right? And it, it gives you perspective. So just a real simple life lesson. Uh, if you have a few moments, I would also argue too, even if you don't even, even don't even make this list, it's always important to take a few moments for yourself. Um, you can sit. And I know sometimes, I think our last episode, we did a lot of meditation talk. We did. That yeah. I don't know if that would turn anyone off. Some people have opinions about it. Um, but if I wasn't to use the word meditation, just use the word just sit. And just, you can sit and just put that phone away. And just whatever, wherever you are, be where you are. I'm at this table right now with Tess talking with you guys through the magic of the internet, through the magic of all the technology that existed, and you are in your car or you're washing the dishes or you're wherever you are, and we're communicating right now. Just be where you are, you know? And I know that's hard, but think of yourself this way. How many minutes are in a day? A lot. What's five minutes of just not doing anything? And you can do this at work too, I would argue. I would argue a five-minute bathroom break isn't absurd. Just go, not that you have to go to the bathroom, but a break to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in today's society, we forget you need to take care of yourself and that's okay. Not just with food and not just with your body, but your mind and your spirit as well. And um, a life lesson, like I said, what's important, what's not important, and then keep those things in mind. Especially if you ever venture into the worlds of the internets. So, Can, can I add something? Of really course you fun? can, yeah. Um, this just reminded me, your life lesson reminded me of a little lesson that I also learned this past fortnight. And so remember I was telling you about that incident and me looking up security footage and how it turned into a thing. Yeah. Afterwards, I was really second guessing myself and thinking like, did I do the right thing? Did I, should I have done something else? You know, people are kind of looking at me like I should have done something and I didn't do anything. And, you know, I'm new at being a man manager yeah. and I don't know what I'm doing. Can I tell you, you've been doing a phenomenal job, by oh, the way, too. No, thank I, you. I'm being Eric. honest because you, you've, what, what has it been? You're coming up on a month now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're coming up on a month of being a manager. <laughs> not, not to cut you off, but I just want to tell you, you've been doing a great job because there's a number, I noticed you're like, okay, I'm scheduling story timers now, right? <laughs> Which is something we've been talking about for a while that hasn't been done. I think there's been a couple other things, too. You've got the ball rolling. I was like, Tess is not messing around. Uh, updating that program list for the fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Normally, it would kind of happen later, right? And it's nice that, you know, you're on top of things, so... Um, so I was thinking all that stuff and I was, I came home and I talked to Brett about it and he was like, it sounds like you did the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did. And, and, you know, my manager said I did the right thing and her manager said I did the right thing. So I guess that's really all that matters. But everyone was kind of looking at me like I didn't do the right thing. So maybe I didn't. Then I went in and, um, I had done this thing. So 
this is wow, this is getting really long. I'm sorry. But we have this bulletin board in our in the manager's office. And right beneath the bulletin board is candy. And we keep the candy there to keep people happy, right? People come in and they grab a piece of candy. And also it's just kind of nice for like people. They come in, they grab a piece of candy. Oh, hey, how's it going? What you working on today? It's a way people can meet. And yeah. Like Crossroads. Yeah. And, yeah. and also have a piece of candy. It'll make you happy. A little little sweet to, um, you know, for, for the day. And then, um, but sometimes people are getting the candy and they look at the bulletin board and they see stuff on the bulletin board. And one time some people looked up there and they saw something that made them unhappy. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't go into it, but it was something that made them unhappy. And so I thought to myself, oh, people are looking at this bulletin board. I didn't realize that they're not just grabbing candy. They're actually looking at the bulletin board. We need to pay attention to what we put up here. You know, I'm a new manager, so I've got, like, new eyes on the situation. That's right? awesome. Yeah, you're looking at everything through your so, perspective. So I weeded old stuff from the from the bulletin board, got rid of anything that, you know, oh, maybe we don't need to put this up there. That can go on, a, on another bulletin board somewhere over there that people don't look at all the time. And uh, I put up this little calendar, and it was, like, a positivity calendar. And it was, like... Uh, for every day of the month, something positive that you can do. Is this the same that we sometimes tweet out? It on is. Our... Okay, it is. thank it's you. From, it's from a website called Action for Happiness. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, so it was like the month of October. It was like, here's something positive that you can do every day in the month of October. And so after I had had this like incident or whatever, I went to go get myself a piece of candy. And I looked and the day that it happened, the box, I was like, all right, what's my positive thing for the day? And what it said, it? and it said, um, is this going to matter a year from now? And I was like, no, it's not. It's probably not even going to matter like a week from now. That's good. And uh, so that's another thing that you can ask yourself when you're talking about, is it important? Is it not important? Sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Well, you know, that person who said that thing that made me really upset, you know, maybe that is important. Then that's a good question to ask. Is it really going to matter? Like, are you even going to remember that that guy said that thing a year from now? Or or if it is important and it is getting you upset, like you've labeled it as it is important, what could you do about it? Yeah. It's for, in your case, it's happened, right? Right. You've already made that action. It's already done. You know, if it's something in the news and you're like, well, that got me mad. I think it is important because it involves, you know, national policies or something like that. What can you do right now? Yeah. The answer is probably not much, you yeah. know? Maybe you could go vote. Thank you. The, for, I will for tell someone you, that you agree with. The answer instead. is the answer is not getting angry and and letting that uh, that anger uh, go around to your friends and family, right? right? You know. You know? Right. Hey, yeah. duo life lesson. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, did you listen to our last episode by any chance? I think if, I did. If you yeah. haven't, that's okay. You notice the positivity music was a little bit more chill. It was a little. It chill. was a little chill. So just, just a heads oh, up. Yeah. We're, uh, Let's do a chill are you ready for a, a chill positivity Let's party? I just wanted to set the stage for you so you understand. <laughs> uh, we like to end each and every one of our episodes with a positivity party where uh, Tess, myself, and hopefully our friendly listeners uh, think about stuff that we're thankful for and something that we love about ourselves. What's something you are thankful for, Miss Tess? Um, something I'm grateful for is that, uh, Eric, you and I just walked my dog, Rosie, and yeah. um, you noticed that she had a little cone on her little cone head. It was beautiful. <laughs> 
Rosie just had surgery. Um, I think I talked about this uh, a couple podcasts ago. She had a little lump on her on her leg, and we didn't know was it cancer, was it not cancer? Mm-hmm. It turned out to not be cancer, which is great. But it did turn out that we did have to have it removed because it was irritating her. Because um, sometimes old dogs get lumps, and sometimes they don't irritate them. Like she's got one that's like under her arm that's like been there like for years, and she doesn't care about it. But this one on her leg was bothering her, so we had it removed. When we went to drop her off to have her surgery, now I, th- I just thought we live in a golden age, and that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. Headline, headline: We live in a golden age. That's what I'm grateful for. But uh, uh, some subtext: She, we dropped her off that morning, and they were like, "Hey, did you know we could laser off her her lump and um, the mass? They called it a mass. We can laser off this mass, and um, she'll have a shorter recovery time and less pain." Like, do you want us to do that? And we were like, Psh, yeah, go ahead and laser that. Win, win, right? Laser that mother off. So they lasered off her mass, and now she's in a little cone for like maybe a week or so, and uh, and now she doesn't have a little mass on her leg. And and then what? We picked her up like a few hours later. It was done. That's amazing. It is kind of amazing. Yeah, we live we live in an amazing world of amazing inventions, and and that's what I'm grateful for. What are you grateful for? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Mine also is technology. Oh, yeah. Slash golden age based. Another Um, invention that you're grateful for? Yeah, for any, if we've got any new friends listening from CAC2, (laughs) K-A-C-2, or any new listeners in general, um, my daughter's hard of hearing, she wears hearing aids. I am so thankful that the technology exists to uh, catch her hearing loss very early. Um, We knew that she was going to be wearing hearing aids um, since she was two weeks old, uh, wearing hearing aids for the rest of her life since she was two weeks old. She's been wearing hearing aids since she was 11 weeks old. And it is phenomenal that this technology exists. Not only that we can catch so early, that we can have her aided so early so that she can learn speech and so far, uh, you know, speech from listening to us, um, verbal English from, um, and so far no signs of it having any delay whatsoever with her speech development. Something I'm thankful for. Cool. Hey, mm-hmm. you listening to this? Why don't you think of something you're grateful for right now? Very nice, and it didn't have to be as like heavy <laughs> and dramatic. Yeah, it, it could have been a tree or even a pudding cup. Did you um? Did you see that video I tweeted out of the um, custodian getting happy birthday sung to him I in did. ASL? That was yeah, wonderful. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey Eric, uh, what's something you like about yourself? Um, I thought about this just recently because I was at the uh, Kids or Customers Two conference. I like that I do pretty well when I'm in front of big crowds. Yeah, you it's do. It's something. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> put that mic in front of my hand and I just figure it out. Um, and luckily, um, it comes in handy with story times. I came in handy with this presentation. So I like, or I love about myself that I do well in front of big crowds. How about yourself, Miss Tess? Um, I like that I have, uh, I guess that you call this a good sense of humor, but I like to laugh. Mm-hmm. I like uh, uh, laughing. And just last night, me and Brett, uh, we stayed up way later than we probably should have and we were just watching uh netflix just dropped uh, recently a whole bunch of monty python stuff very nice um and we were watching uh, a whole bunch of monty python stuff and we were just laughing and having a good old time and um oh someone's texting me right now i hope it's monty python um <laughs> hopefully it makes you laugh <laughs> and uh and uh, I just like that, you know, not, uh, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who take things very seriously yeah. and feel like they, you know, 
uh, maybe don't have time for a comedy, but I, I'm always trying to see the, uh, the bright, funny side of things. So I like laughing, and that's something I like about myself. Very nice. Now, our fair listeners, uh, why don't you take a moment and say out loud something that you love about yourself? Yeah, I like that about you, too. Uh, you, uh, our friends, uh, we've all been... <laughs> you've been listening to episode number 40 of Same Team, y'all. My name's Eric. My name is Steph. And if you wanted to email us, where would they do that, Miss Steph? Same Team, y'all, at gmail.com. That's right. The old email address. Yeah, and our Twitter handle is at Same Team, y'all. I know we've talked a lot about kind of like staying off social media or, or the <laughs> day, like uh, things to keep in mind with social media. So if you aren't on there at all, no problems at all. We, we won't be offended. Um, also, we have another podcast we've mentioned before called Same Peaks, y'all, where Tess and I talk about the amazing show Twin Peaks. You may have heard of it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. And um, we also have a Spotify account. Maybe, if I get around to it, I might actually update it with some of the songs from oh, my yeah, iPod. Oh, yeah, iPod. Perhaps, yeah, if you have a Spotify um, account or if you use Spotify at all, you just search for Same Team, y'all. You'll be able to find our profile, and we have a number of different playlists that we are constantly curating for your listening <laughs> enjoyment. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And remember, be the change you wish to see in this world. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I have two lozenges left. Oh my gosh, what are you gonna do? You have to eat them all. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it, Eric. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. This might be the last episode. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>